Here's another Saturday Magazine podcast brought to you by Joyce sponsor, Virgin Australia. Visit virginaustralia.com. A unique mix of world news and queer culture, Saturday Magazine. Every Saturday, 10 till 12 on Joy 94.9. Our next guest is uh, the uh, Chief Executive of Hepatitis Council of Victoria, Melanie Eagle. We've asked Melanie Eagle to come in this morning to have a chat with us about this thing that we heard in the media during the course of the week about yeah, a hepatitis that. A mm. outbreak that has resulted in the death of at least two men. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, Kat. How are you this morning? Good, thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Melanie, could you briefly tell us what's actually occurred? What What's this story all about? Hepatitis A so, results in death. It can. It's a tragic thing. So we've had an outbreak. It's actually been uh, ongoing uh, for some months, but it's rekindled uh, with the, uh, as you've mentioned, a couple of deaths. And so I guess the that's the more latest news, as it were, along with the extension of the availability of a free vaccination to prevent the acquisition of hepatitis A. So the government's responded to the ongoing outbreak. It's now been a couple of hundred identified confirmed cases of hepatitis A um, by making the free vaccination uh, available for an extended six months. So, Melanie, you're saying that this is not a new thing, but why has no, this gained a bit of publicity in the last week? So we always have uh, the risk of hepatitis A uh, around, and it's mainly acquired on small in small ca- numbers of times through people uh, usually travelling to places where there's a high prevalence of uh, hepatitis A, which is usually places frankly with less sanitation, so third world countries. However, we've had an outbreak thought to have come from somebody travelling to Australia from such a, um, you know, a circumstance. There was a bit of a flare-up in 2017 in uh, New South Wales and now incidents identified, as I said, in the last few months in Victoria. And they're sufficiently localised that uh, they can be identified kind of as the clusters of outbreak. And because they're a reportable condition... The people who are affected, and it's been found to be focused on people who inject drugs and men who have sex with men. So these are the people who have been uh, predominantly affected by these incidents, these couple of hundred incidents in the last few months. And while it doesn't usually result in death, there have tragically been a couple of deaths. So, Melanie, could you please explain to us um, precisely how do you actually get hepatitis A? I mean, you've talked about travelling to certain places where hygiene standards may not be as great, Mm. but but could you just explain to us clearly so that our listeners can understand what is the mode of transmission for hepatitis A? So it can be summarised in terms of fecal oral transmission, so there does have to be some contamination through feces. And so there'll be, as we say, uh, the poor hygiene type of circumstance, some fecal matter, usually in water, but it can be then, once there is the contamination, 
it can be uh, just through any, I guess, liquid form. So it can also uh, be involved um, when there's sexual activity involving feces. The person, one of the parties or a person, there has to be contamination of hepatitis A in that fecal matter and then it can be transmitted. So does that mean that somebody who has been to the toilet and done number twos, of course, uh, wiped up and has not washed their hands and should mm-hmm. they had hepatitis A in their mm-hmm. system, they could actually infect it via their hands yeah. by handling food or drink mm-hmm. or something? That's right. And then, you know, the coming person might, you know, or the table around the table or whatever, if they go to prepare food or even if you're caring for, you know, others that, you know, might be in wrapping around the baby or, you know, anything. It can just be, you know, transmitted in through not sufficient hygiene. Including, no doubt, oral anal sex. Yeah. So, Melanie, in terms of of, of treatment, uh, is it a case that diagnosed early and treated early, your survival prospects are good, or certainly? Yep. So, so it's a, it's a kind of mixed message. Hepatitis A is not usually something that's at all regarded as the um, an alarming condition. It is acute experience painful symptoms which I guess it's worth us clarifying the symptoms so it's we're talking fever nausea potentially vomiting jaundice uh, dark colored uh, urine these types of things are the symptoms to look out for but they're acute usually uh, fade, fade out after a few months and people fully recover however with people who perhaps might be less, um, you know, might be immuno kind of uh, vulnerable, younger people, older people, etc., they might have great. It, there might be greater effect on them, and tragically, it is potentially uh, deadly. So, is it, Melanie? You know, we have. Let, let's not call it an epidemic. We have an outbreak. Or we have an increased increased level of this. What do you think is actually causing it? I mean, you know, it's not like all of a sudden a whole lot of people have stopped washing their hands. No. Um, no. So it will probably have been an an incident of of you know an individual, and you know we get this uh, similar stuff with the Zika virus and things like that. It can be just a simply an individual travels. Uh, happens to acquire it, doesn't know they're infectious, brings it back to Australia. Uh, And really, I don't want to demonise other countries, you know, where not everybody has the privilege of our, you know, sophisticated health system, but uh, brings it back, doesn't know they're infectious, happens to transmit it, and then, it, you know, you don't know. There's probably, there's about two to three weeks where people won't know they've, the symptoms aren't obvious and they're at risk of transmitting it. So, you know, that's presumably occurred. As you say, it's not um, huge numbers. We're talking a couple of hundred of people mm. have been uh, confirmed. So if we compare that, you know, to the flu or anything like that, we're not talking massive numbers, but seriously enough for us to uh, 
respond in the way our health system can do, which is to require it to be notified and to make the free vaccination available. So just to be clear, Melanie, notification means what? So any GP who has a um, patient that is um, sought... Now, so the chief medical officers put out an alert, so all GPs who feel they potentially have a person at risk actually should be testing them. So people who fall into the category of um, men who have sex with men and people who've injected in the last 12 months, and it actually also includes adult prisoners and um, homeless people as well. But anyway, they're the categories. They should be testing them. If they're found to uh, have hepatitis A, that then they're notified. If it's thought to be alive, as, as in potentially able to be transmitted, version two, then there's an, a kind of an, an alert, which means further information is collected for the health department, so they can try to pin out pin the location and I guess put more localised responses in place too. So I'm I'm assuming in all of that, Melanie, that um individuals' privacy would be protected. So if, for example, Macca was diagnosed with hepatitis A by his doctor, his doctor would report the location, probably a sort of a demographic profile of Macca, but not necessarily his name and address. Is that correct? I wish I could be authoritative about that, but I can't. That's okay. We'll we'll take that one on notice. We'll take that one on notice. Now, Melanie, um, before we do... Sorry, the notification doesn't go to anybody else except for our, you know, infectious diseases laboratory and the health department. Of course. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So just before we do wrap up, prevention. So um, anybody who thinks that they might be one of those people at risk should go and see their doctor and get a free vaccine. Is there anything else that we should we should be talking about? So, yes, it's one, the preventive message of have go to your GP, sexual health clinic, community health centre or whatever, get your free vaccine. Yep. But two, it's don't engage in yeah, sexual practices that could expose you to risk in the meantime before being vaccinated. So anything that might involve um, uh, um, anal sort of activities, mm. anal oral activities, I should say, and yes. I presume washing your hands as well probably wouldn't yes, be a bad I thing. Yes, I you know, be a bit more alert to washing your hands, exactly. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you very much for your insights this morning. Obviously, this has become a bit of a problem, which is why our authorities are talking it up at the moment. Anybody out there who is concerned about hepatitis A, please go and see your GP or go to the Melbourne Sexual Health Service or any other sexual health provider and request a free government-funded vaccine. Yes. Thank you very much. That was uh, Melanie Eagle from the Hepatitis Council Council of Victoria. Of Victoria. Saturday Magazine on Joy 94.9, proudly sponsored by Virgin Australia. Visit virginaustralia.com.